Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Three is going to go deep. He's got Graham. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry Connick Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. Hi there, welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellerson, filling in for Sean Kelly, who has a day off. The Pelicans are back home today after a two-game road trip that featured a win in Denver on Sunday night and a loss last night in Dallas to the Mavericks. What a run, though, for the Pelicans. They accomplished their longest winning streak of the season with wins against Miami twice, Toronto, Brooklyn, and Denver, and they were without AD for most of that streak and were without Ryan and Drew for all of it. Unfortunately, that streak snapped in Dallas last night. As I mentioned, 102-293 to third quarter was the difference in the game as the Pelicans were outscored 25-13. to and after that, they really didn't recover. The Pelicans are off today and will start a three-game homestand against the Detroit Pistons tomorrow. Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com will be on today to talk about the win streak and plenty more. The Pelicans announced a full game back of the Thunder for the eighth and final playoff spot in the West. The Thunder were idle yesterday and don't play until tomorrow when they take on the Philadelphia 76ers. The Suns lost last night to Miami in a game that looked more like Monday Night Raw. Three ejections in all. Did you see... Uh, Hassan Whiteside's takedown of Alex Len. That was a good wrestling move, I would say. Markeith Morris was also ejected earlier in that game for a flagrant two on his former teammate, Goran Dragic. And the Suns now sit two and a half games back of the Thunder and a game and a half back of the Pelicans. So we'll keep an eye on those two teams as we head down the stretch. Today, we'll focus all on the Pelicans. I'll recap last night's game for you. You'll hear from head coach Monty Williams, Norris Cole, and Eric Gordon. And, of course, we'll hear from Jim Eichenhofer. He'll preview the three-game homestand, and we'll also talk about uh, some of the numbers behind the five-game winning streak. More Black and Blue Report coming up after this commercial break. I'm Tom Richards. I'm 35 years old, vice president of sales at a regional paper company. Six months ago, we decided to transition to one of those cool collaborative open space offices. So now I sit in the open next to three other sales managers, which means there's nothing separating me from... <coughs> Not getting Carl's nasty cold and missing a sales opportunity this winter? That is my purpose. Blend it now. Try the Immune Builder Smoothie at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to stay healthy this winter. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. 
Be at Smoothie King Center to see your New Orleans Pelicans take flight on Wednesday, March 4th at 7, when the Detroit Pistons come to town. The Pelicans Fest pregame block party tips off the fun at 5.30 with music, inflatable games for the kids, appearances by Pierre the Pelican, the Pelicans dance team, and more. Tickets start as low as $10. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to score your seats today. This is Pelicans head coach, Monty Williams, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. Time now to recap last night's game in Dallas. Pelicans fall to the Mavericks 102-93. Some of the stats from last night's game will start with Dallas, who was led by Monte Ellis, 20 points, 8 of 19 shooting. Rajon Rondo, 19 points in the game, 13 of those coming in the first quarter, 9 of 15 from the field. Um, Richard Jefferson, who was playing in place of Chandler Parsons, 16 points, 5 of 6 shooting off the bench. It was Amari Stoudemire and Devin Harris both with 14 points. A lot of offense in this game. It was 58 to 55 at the half. Both teams are shooting over 50%. Turned out the Mavericks shot 48% from the field at the end of the night. They were 6 of 16 from downtown and 20 of 22 from the foul line. They took care of the ball. Only seven turnovers last night for Dallas. The Pelicans did score 16 points, though, off those turnovers. Pelicans had 13 turnovers in the game. That's about their season average. 12 points off those turnovers for Dallas. They shot 47% from the field. They were 10 of 21 from beyond the arc, and uh, that's what really kept them in the game in the first half as they made nine of those 10 three-pointers in the first half. They were 13 of 16 from the foul line and were led by Norris Cole off the bench. 19 points, 8 of 12 shooting. Five players in double figures for the Pelicans. Eric Gordon with 18 points. All four of his makes coming from three-point land. Tyreek Evans, 17 points, 7 assists. Dante Cunningham, 12 points on 6 of 15 shooting. And um, Alexia Jinsa, 13 points, 6 of 9 shooting, 12 rebounds. Alexi had a very good, uh, had some good numbers during this five-game winning streak. We'll talk to Jim Eigenhofer about that. But let's hear what the head coach has to say as uh, after the game last night. Sean Kelly caught up with Monty Williams. Coach, points in the paint certainly jumps out. I'm sure there's more as you look at the box score and think about tonight's game. Yeah, that, that was uh, tough to swallow. But I, I'm, I got no complaints about our team tonight. The, the guys competed their tails off. We just came off the toughest back-to-back in the league. Anytime you go to Denver or leave Denver and have a back-to-back, you, you're dealing with a lot. And so um, I thought our guys fought like you-know-what tonight. And uh, we had a tough third quarter that really hurt us. Um, we came out of halftime and um, got into a bit of a hole and couldn't score the ball. And that, that hurt us. Our fourth quarter defense was pretty good. Um, we both uh, were pretty poor in the first half defensively. We had the edge going into halftime. And uh, you're right, the points in the paint uh, certainly hurt us. And I, I thought we got a bit tired tonight, but the way we competed and fought to the end uh, says a lot about our group. But you were watching that third quarter unfold. Were yeah. you able to sit there and say, this is what is not going well? Well, we much... I'd like to look at the film first, but we just couldn't score. And then they were running the ball down our throat. And we had a few missed assignments, but that happens. Um, we typically uh, lately have been scoring the ball. And so that hurt us. And then we just didn't emotionally get it back after that. I thought we got down a little bit. Maybe we were tired. Uh, for whatever reason, we didn't have the same juice in that third quarter. And then the fourth quarter, we competed and you know played 22-22 basketball. Your team has fueled itself by enjoying this run. Yeah. Um, when you 
get a game like tonight, how do you help them shake it off going on Wednesday? Well, I just told them. I said, look, I, I saw the competitive edge, the passion. Uh, Norris said it best. He said, you got to take the good with the bad. We've had a really good week and a half of basketball. Uh, we got to grow from this, and this is part of the process. Uh, you're not going to win every game in the NBA you want to, but when you do lose a game like this, you got to remember that you played against a good team, coming off a tough back-to-back, now you get a chance to go home and, and hold serve again. As I mentioned, Norris Cole led the way for the Pelicans, 19 points, 8 of 12 shooting. He's had five double-digit games for the Pelicans. Before he was traded to New Orleans, he only had nine this season for Miami, so he's looking good here in the first week. And last night was his first loss as a Pelican. And after the game, uh, Jim Eichenhofer and the rest of the media spoke with him outside of the Pelicans locker room. You guys played, it seemed like you played really well in the first half. What do you think was uh, the, the thing that kind of changed your um, they had some tough bounces. You know, they they beat us to a couple of loose balls and and then you know made threes or made buckets after them. Um, you know, we fought hard. You know, you know sometimes this is a miss or make league. And um, they made shots in the second half and we didn't. You know, and then when you're trying to come back, you know everything has to go right and it didn't tonight. Is, is it as simple as that, making a missing? I mean, you guys had a, a stretch where you missed 12, 12 straight shots. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it is. Um, I mean, obviously, we have to play better defense, but sometimes um, when the game is close and then a loose ball doesn't go your way and then they hit a three or, you know, they get another extra possession in a close game, though, that counts. But And then when you're down seven, eight, nine, ten points, it really hurts, you know. So um, and we fought hard, but, you know, they made shots. And we didn't. We had a slow third quarter, and that, that might have cost us tonight. You mentioned loose balls already a couple times. There was a play, I think you guys were only down by maybe six. Loose ball on the ground, you, you were diving for it. They end up with a three. I mean, did you feel like that was one of the – Yeah, of that was – yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely one of the plays that uh, summed up the game. How disappointing you know, you, is it to, uh, to see the streak go down the twos here? I mean, every game is so important and everything. Well, we, of course, this course is never good to lose. I mean, it never feels good to lose, but I mean, we, we've gotten better. You know, we've gotten better. We five and one last week, so that's not bad. You know, we've gotten better as a team. <laughs> Dallas is tough. You know, they're a tough team, especially coming in off a of back-to-back. They're a tough team. You know, all you can do is fight to give yourself a chance to win. We did that. We just came up short tonight. And last but not least, Eric Gordon again, four of seven shooting from downtown, 18 points, five rebounds, four assists. And he also spoke to the media outside the Pelicans' locker room last night. Um, you know, we just couldn't we just couldn't knock down shots. I think fatigue came to us a little bit. Uh, I mean, hit us a little bit, and um, you know, we just stayed. They were on attack mode. You know, when they're when they're scoring, you know, that helps. Anytime you get a chance to score a lot of basket, that helps your defense, gives you confidence on defense, and that's what helped them. And uh, you know, their team like that, they're gonna always uh, score, score, score. Well, yeah, you know that's that's what they do. Their guards come off so many um, pick and rolls, and they penetrate to the basket, and uh, you know they find their shooters, and they got dirt going a little bit, and uh, um, you know it happens, and uh, you know they're they're a good team, and they caught us on a you know right, tough yeah, stretch. Oh, we, you know, we're, we're definitely looking forward to going home. We're a good home team, and uh, and uh, it's always good to, to play at home for sure. 
All right, so time to turn the page. Pelicans and Pistons tomorrow night at the Smoothie King Center. We'll talk more about that game and plenty more with Jim Eichenhofer next. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion. It's a tradition. And Zatarain's has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarain's has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarain's, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Basketball fans from all over Louisiana are invited to the Louisiana High School Boys and Girls All-Star Basketball Games being held in Shreveport at the Hirsch Coliseum on Saturday, March 21st. The best players from Louisiana will put on an exciting display of showmanship. Tickets are only $10 and games start at 1 p.m. Check out hotels and other things to do at Shreveport-Bossier.org or call 888-45-VISIT. The future is now for the New Orleans Pelicans as all-star Anthony Davis has become one of the elite players in the NBA. 2015-16 season tickets are now on sale, so make sure to secure early bird pricing and receive special gifts as part of our parade of prizes. Season ticket holders receive great benefits, including access to exclusive team events, plus savings on concessions and merchandise. Be part of the best fan experience in the NBA by calling 525-HOOP or visiting pelicans.com today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Well, no matter how bad my Tuesday starts off, I can always count on my next guest to brighten up my day. He's been joining us every Tuesday to talk Pelicans basketball, and he does so again today. Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com is on the telephone right now, sitting in his Metairie Chateau. Jim, good morning. Hope this Tuesday finds you well. I'm doing great, Daniel. TGI Tuesday. Yeah, TGIT. I like it. It's the new thing now, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. So I got to ask you before we get started here, Jim. You know, when you go on these road trips, even though it was only a couple of days, who watches your your Metairie Chateau? Is there just a bunch of security guards and watchdogs and a, a high tech <laughs> security guard system? How does that work with such a, a huge mansion? I mean, it's like that, 365 days a year. So really, there's no changes at all when I when I leave. You know, it's pretty much just the same as business as usual. So. Yeah, it's 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 pretty uh it's pretty high security and highly highly guarded with, you know, the the top uh the top people you can find in the industry. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure they're glad to have you back here <laughs> on this Tuesday. Jim, let's talk some <laughs> basketball. Um what was the response like uh from the fans? You know, you write a bunch of articles each day, you tweet a lot. Um what has been the response from the fans during this five game winning streak that the Pels just had? Well, I think for a lot of people it was a pretty drastic change um, from six games ago. I think people were were starting to get a little um, concerned that the with what happened with Oklahoma City, where um, they were getting at one point they had both Westbrook and Durant back, and they were playing extremely well. That things were looking starting to look a little bleak. So I think in the last two weeks, for a lot of fans, it's completely changed their perspective. I know there's still fans that are still um, skeptical of whether the Pelicans can make the playoffs or not, understandably. It's not going to be easy in, in any way. But um, <clears throat> I think for a lot of people, they've their perspective is, is a lot different. And I think 
there was also I, I, I thought I saw a lot of sentiment over the last couple of days at just how um, appreciative people are for the team to be able to do what they've done without Anthony Davis, Ryan Anderson, and Drew Holiday. So, I mean, I think it's been a huge stretch lately as far as the optimism, you know, going forward for the Pelicans and, and where they stand in the playoff race. Yeah, and a lot of guys have stepped up with the absence of A.D., Ryan, and Drew. You have Quincy, Dante, uh, Jensen, Norris, Cole. Three of those guys weren't even here at the beginning of the year. Just talk about how much they have really stepped up during the absence of those three guys and really helped this team during the five-game winning streak. Yeah, I think I kind of mentioned this last night um, on Twitter. I thought it was really interesting to go back to look at the, the first game that they, they played in Dallas this year in December of the 58 points that were scored in the first half last night, 44 of them came from guys that either weren't on the team or didn't play in that game. So I think it's been a combination of that. Uh, Del Demps has made, made several really good moves since the season started to add a few of the guys that you mentioned. And then obviously with the injuries that have happened lately, um, players like Alexi Agenza have had to, you know, play a, a lot bigger role than they perhaps had, earlier in, earlier in the season so I mean it's been uh it's been cool to see that some of these guys that you know didn't necessarily know for sure if at any point during the season they were going to have a, a role a bigger role that they've all been ready and they've all stepped up and and produced in a situation where obviously it was crucial that they did because if otherwise you know that you might be looking at a situation where you're four or five games out and it's curtains as far as the playoff race goes right now you mentioned Alexi Ajinsa and you know I'm not an expert here in the game of basketball but I have noticed it seems like his post moves have gotten a lot better he seems more comfortable on the offensive end has he been working on that a little bit more during the offseason and at uh with Kevin Hansen during the season yeah he definitely has I feel like he's Monty always talks about how you know from day one he's been very skilled and I think the first time that Alexi was in the NBA, it's funny. I feel like people – I remember when Anthony Morrow was on the team last year, he – when the team first signed Alexi, he said to Alexi, he's like, man, I remember you just shooting threes when you were in the league the first time around. And it seemed like maybe Alexi had a little bit more of a mentality, like he was almost a small forward at at seven foot two, um, which was, you know, kind of odd. But I feel like now he's – not only has he worked on some of these moves and, and – um, has the ability to do do some, but I'm impressed. Some of them in the game, I'm impressed with the fact that he's actually has the confidence to to try some of the stuff that he has. And you can tell when a guy has worked on something so much because you might see him do it in practice, and you're like, okay, well, you know, he probably won't won't be able to do that in a game. But last night, the probably the best example that I saw was he had a he had two turnaround um, baseline jumpers that were just beautiful moves that any any big guy that can pull that off you you have to be really impressed with that and the fact that he's 7 foot 2 I mean those shots are are pretty much unblockable I'd, good luck finding anybody that can contest those shots or or uh, get a piece of them so I mean he's he's definitely probably the one of the biggest examples of, on the player development that they do and how the work that they put in has um resulted in in um just the pretty I think everyone can see the improvement that he's made from last season 
Now, it seems when the when the team is healthy, Alexia Jensen really didn't get a lot of playing time just because of the rotation purposes. It was basically AD, Ryan, and Omer. When AD comes back, and we've been seeing the production that Jensen has had in the last uh, couple of weeks, does that mean Jensen maybe get gets a little bit more playing time um, once the rotation still once players start getting healthy for the Pelicans? I mean, I'm not sure. I, I think I know a lot of people have have uh, fans have have tweeted to me. Um, Wondering like if if it's possible with the way that Jensen has been playing, if he'll start. Um, the one thing I think is a factor. I haven't actually heard the coaches say this, but I I, I wonder a little bit if part of it is that he's a better he's a better um, fit coming off the bench because he's a a lot better scorer than Omer is. Where Omer starts, but he's also playing with a, a combination of guys that have more scoring ability. So um, I'm not sure how how much that's going to affect. Alexi's playing time, but I hope that um, the way that he's been playing, that the coaches will be able to f- figure out a way to keep him at least close to the to the amount of playing time that he's been getting in the last um, two weeks. We're talking with Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com. Jim, in seven games, Norris Cole has hit double-digit scoring five times. He just had nine this season with Miami before being traded. Is his new role giving him more confidence? What is behind his increase in production here in New Orleans? Man, I'm not sure. That's that's a really good question. It's just uh, I watched the Heat play sporadically when he was there. I don't remember him making a huge impact this year um, too often. He seems just really um, inspired right now. I mean, the way he the way he's been playing is just seems like he's got so much energy. And um, I mean, I'm I'm not exactly sure. I think I'd have to ask him like, what what do you think is the reason why um, he's playing the way he has? I do think that he he seems like from talking to him that he's really um gotten a gotten some energy from the situation of coming to a new team and I think even though he's only in his fourth year that he can look around the locker room and see that the team needs him to be in kind of a leadership role and I think the players around him definitely respect the fact that he's played in so many big games in with Miami that he's been to the NBA finals 3 times and he's brought something that he's brought an intangible, I think, of confidence and just some of his his experience that um, I know people talk about analytics and stuff like that, but it's not. I don't know if you can really measure like the 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 change that he's brought. And obviously, the, there's been a lot of um, shuffling with the backup point guard spot this season, and it's so it's been huge to have a guy come in and you can, you can say every single game, hey, this is the guy that we're going to bring in. And we know pretty much exactly what he's going to be able to to do. So, I mean, he's been incredible pickup in these in the first uh, six games that he's played here. Yeah, no doubt, Jim. Uh, from what I've heard, Anthony Davis has put in some work. He did put in some work pregame last night in Dallas before sitting out the game. How close are we seeing? Are we, how close are we to seeing AD back on the floor? Will it be sometime during this homestand? You think? I'm not sure. I hope so. I mean, it sounds like from from um, talking to people that he's getting pretty close. So um, Monty said last night before the game that he doesn't want to give any specific timetable or, or say, like, okay, we're targeting this game for him to come back because he wants to make sure that, um, that Anthony is completely healthy. And I think when you have an injury like he had and then you re-injure it um, in the second game that you come back, I think it makes you a little bit more um, cautious. And I think the worst thing that could happen is for him to come back and then 
not be either not be 100% and not be 100% confident in mm-hmm. in um the strength of it or for him to have another setback because I mean it'd be a lot better to to um let him take his time and then be able for him to be able to play the rest of the season without any um other incidents than to have uh have something happen again like what happened to him in the Miami game and I think a few of the players especially Dante Cunningham put it really well when he said that uh the way that the team has been playing lately, I think, gives hopefully gives the guys that have been out a little bit more assurance that they don't have to rush back. So, um, but hopefully, we'll see him on the the homestand coming up this week, and I, I'm sure it would be it would be so cool to see him be able to come back and during this homestand and give people another reason to be excited about watching these um, upcoming games. Absolutely, and speaking of the upcoming games, Detroit on Wednesday, Boston on Friday, Memphis on Saturday. What should we look out for in these three games, Jim? Well, I think Detroit and Boston are pretty are kind of wild cards right now because Detroit has had such a a season of kind of streaks where they started off awful. They had a, a really nice stretch for a while. Um, I thought when they picked up Reggie Jackson that they were going to take off at least by, um, you know, playoff contending Eastern Conference standards, but, you know, they haven't really played that well lately. Um, Boston's had a really good stretch and almost had a four-game winning streak, when, uh, but they ended up um, squandering a big lead against Golden State. Not that that's uh, anything to be embarrassed about. Um, <clears throat> so I think those two teams are, are pretty tough to predict what you're going to get from night to night with, um, obviously, Memphis is a, it will be a huge game on Saturday, and... Um, so people, a lot of people are looking forward to that matchup. But, I mean, I think it's definitely overall it's another really nice chance for um, the Pelicans to, to put together some more wins and hopefully gain even more ground in the race for eighth place right now in the West. Absolutely. That's Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com here on the Black and Brew Report. Jim, before I let you go, um, you know, we have Wesley Wednesday here on Wednesdays. It seems like now we're having you on Tuesdays. We need to come up with a, a clever name for Tuesdays, I can offer Tuesdays. It, it's a nice ring, but I want something. <laughs> Have you been thinking about this? Because uh, it's a very important issue. <laughs> no, I, I haven't put enough uh, time and research into this as I probably should have. But the challenge is my name. My last name is really not um, very. It's it's not easy to work with as far as coming up with something catchy or something like Wesley Wednesday, so right. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to uh, think about this over the next few days, and maybe on uh, TGI Tuesday next week I'll have something better for you. I think you should ask the fans. I mean, you tweet out so much. Why don't you uh, – let's, <laughs> let's get a poll going here, I think, just to get things going. I'm almost afraid I'm almost afraid to, to hear what, what they might say. But, oh, come on. But, yeah, that's not, that's, maybe that's not a bad idea. All right, well, if you all are listening right now um, – Think of a name for I can offer Tuesdays because right now that's all I got. Or I can Tuesdays or Tuesdays <laughs> with Jimmy. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll come up with a better one here um, before Jim comes back on on Tuesday. Jim, I'll let you get back to your putting green over there at Chateau Eichenhofer and uh, have a great rest of your Tuesday. All right. Thanks, Daniel. You too. When we come back, more on this Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Besh Restaurant Group and your Pelicans present an exclusive Chalk Talk dinner at Bourne, a John Besh restaurant. Join us Monday, March 16th at 6.30 p.m. for your chance to enjoy great food prepared by Chef Brian Landry and the Bourne staff. 
The night will be hosted by a Pelicans broadcaster and include appearances by Pelicans guard Tyreek Evans and general manager Dell Demps. Tickets are limited to enjoy this night of food and fun. Score your seats and get more info at BourneRestaurant.com. I'm Chip Chapman, here on the street asking people what they would do with a $40 million Powerball jackpot from the Louisiana Lottery. I'd fly to Italy to go shoe shopping with my girlfriends. I'd invest it, of course. I could double that money in no time. And you, sir. I'd buy me a vacation home on my own private island and a new sports car and a golden hot tub. That's quite enough from you, sir. Play Powerball at any Louisiana Lottery retailer. Starting jackpot, $40 million. Must be at least 21 to purchase. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Well, I had a lot of fun hosting the show today, and I hope you had a lot of fun listening. Sean will be back tomorrow in the hosting chair for Wesley Wednesday. David Wesley from Fox Sports New Orleans will be on to preview the Pistons and Pelicans. And speaking of the Pistons, my good friend from Detroit, Jake Chapman, who is the studio host for the Pistons Radio Network, will give us a Detroit perspective on tomorrow night's game. Plus, you never know. Who else will stop by? Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Black Blue Report and feel free to tweet me at D Salerson. If you all want to hear from someone on the show, you can tweet both handles and we will uh, effort to get them on the show. You can also email us at radio at pelicans.com. Any guest you want to hear doesn't necessarily have to be Pelicans and Saints. We have a lot of national NBA writers, a lot of national NBA guests. Um, same for the NFL. Um, Plenty of stuff. We are open to broadening our horizons for you guys. So, again, feel free to tweet us who you'd like to hear, what you'd like to hear, and also you can email us again, radio at pelicans.com. Well, that'll do it for this Tuesday edition. Enjoy the warm weather today if you are in the Gulf Coast, and we will see you tomorrow on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Until then, I'm Daniel Salerson. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.